You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Contrary to what people say because of my background handling Apple products, I don't hate Microsoft. Microsoft, I guess, hates us because quite often when we set up our Skype connection with our guests, some people can't hear the conversation or back and forth. So, for example, we had a great connection with our special guest, Kathleen Martin, which is wonderful because she always has such interesting things to talk about. But our special guest co-host, Tim Swartz, the audio briefly exited the room. What did you do, Tim? <laughs> well, I don't know. When uh, uh, when I answered your call, all of a sudden, uh, Skype just froze, froze up solid. So I had to uh, manipulate my way around, get out of it, and uh, reconnect. And uh, fortunately, it seems to be okay. For the most part, I've been fortunate over the years that, that Skype has played fairly nicely with me. So, you know, the occasional hiccup, uh, you know, I can accept it. Now, the worst experience we have with Skype was when Jacques Vallée was on the show the last time with Kurt Collins, where we could not reach Vallée unless we called him on his landline phone. Now, remember, Jacques Vallée, amongst all his pursuits and expertise, is not just a well-known UFO investigator and author. He's also a computer whiz and one of the early architects of the Internet. But that didn't matter. Uh, Skype had him flummoxed Skype was flummoxed by itself but we worked out something (laughs) another time we had Bryce Sable the TV producer on the guy who helped create Dark Skies and we ran into the same problem with that where we couldn't maintain a proper connection and in all this the midst of all this Kathleen says are we going to do audio only and my response is Yes, because I don't want my face to frighten people to death. (laughs) And that's why I was laughing. (laughs) Well, she knows what I look like, so you see. Yes, I've seen you live even. (laughs) Well, you don't know whether that was my live visage or the holographic one, or maybe I'm a shapeshifter. But I tried to look like Odo from Deep Space Nine, for those of you who remember that show. I ended up not even being able to pronounce the actor's name. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't even try. His name is Rene, or was, he's no longer with us, Rene Aubin-Chinois. Very good, Gene. <laughs> My, that's the best French I can do. Kathleen, as many of our listeners know, is one of the experts on the UFO abduction phenomenon. But for people who haven't heard her, it's been a couple of years since she's been on the Paracast. Kathleen, let me ask you, how did you get involved in this particular venture? Well, Betty and Barney Hill were my aunt and uncle. And uh, I heard about what happened to them, the close encounter, Barney observing the non-humans, the physical evidence, the day that they returned home. And within two days, I was... Uh, at their home, about 20 miles away from my childhood home. I was 13. My parents drove us, of course, my two brothers and myself. And that's when I heard the story from Betty and examined the spots on the trunk of the car. And I was fascinated. 
I had the opportunity to meet all of the extraordinarily outstanding men who had very good credentials, who were original investigators in their case. There was Walter Webb, an astronomer at the Hayden Planetarium in Boston, who had also worked with Alan Hynek on the satellite program. Uh, there was uh, Dr. Benjamin Simon, John Fuller, of course, Robert Holman, C.D. Jackson, later Carl Flock, who had worked for the CIA but was apparently doing a kind of a special project on Betty and concluded that there was evidence to support the idea that this really did happen to Betty and Barney. There's so many others, Dr. James Harder from the University of California at Berkeley, who was a civil engineer, but also a hypnotist, and he was an investigator in my family's case. I was really impressed with these men. I met Stanton Friedman for the first time. I believe it was around 1972. And uh, he was giving a lecture at the University of New Hampshire. I graduated in 1971, but it was December of that year. And I was around and, and my aunt told me about Stanton's lecture. And I went to hear his lecture and met him then. And I was so impressed by the outstanding credentials of these people, about the seriousness of their investigation, that I thought that someday I would like to do that kind of work myself. It took a long time, but I went through college and I uh, studied social work, specifically psychiatric social work. That had helped me out in the direction that I took in my research and investigation. I moved to Cincinnati, Ohio with my first husband. He was studying for his doctorate in the philosophy of psychiatry there. The only job I could find was as an educator. So uh, I went into teaching and did graduate work in education. Nobody wanted to hire me to work in the inner city in a psychiatric hospital. They were afraid to this little five foot New Hampshire girl would uh, be harmed. So that's sort of where it came from. I, I left my profession in about 1990 and joined the Mutual UFO Network in 1991, be, rapidly became a field investigator. I was the director of the field investigator training for 10 years. Then I took a break because I had completed, captured the Betty and Barney Hill UFO experience. Stanton Friedman joined me toward the end of that. I spent years investigating the case and the, also the archival records. I'm the author of six books now, and I was MUFON's director of the Experiencer Research Team for 10 years. I've worked on three major studies on experiencers of contact and abductees, and on about 5,000 people to date, and interviewed many hundreds, perhaps thousands more, I don't count, but over the past 31 years, it has been quite a few people. So that's where I'm coming from, and uh, I'm enjoying every moment of it, and will continue it as long as I can. Now, some people who 
wonder about UFO abductions think that at least some of these people have psychological issues that may make them think they've been abducted. What's your assessment of that? Well, we find that a small percentage of those who contact us have major mental illness or have personality disorders that cause them to be liars and uh, to become hysterical and exaggerate everything. Those are the people who are generally contacting 20 to 30 people all at the same time, uh, hysterical about what has supposedly happened to them. And then you find out that they have a major mental illness or a major personality disorder. But we also have a percentage who are having strictly paranormal experiences, and there's no evidence that there are UFOs or extraterrestrials involved. They might be interdimensionals, but they don't have the characteristics of the extraterrestrials. So you have that category. And then you have your group of individuals who... Uh, have had real experiences, who have conscious recall for some of this, and we teach them how to collect evidence. And over time, they can collect some very good evidence. We're going to break right now. Kathleen Martin returns with Gene and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience, so I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Here's a question for you. Why is it that some people aren't as stressed out about the future as you'd think they'd be? Answer? They're probably among the millions of Americans who have prepared themselves with emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. If the worst ever happens, literally millions of American families are already protected from dealing with empty store shelves. Is yours? If not... Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now and grab some emergency food kits, at least one for each member of your family. These kits give you a wide variety of delicious meals that average over 2,000 calories per day. Everything stays fresh for up to 25 years in storage. Order your kits now by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your order will ship fast and arrive discreetly in unmarked boxes. Listen. This is something you need to jump on now, before the next news headline stuns the world. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. 
Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Kathleen Martin joining us, explaining something about UFO abductees and the question I had asked, which was asked by Richard Hawkins in our forums was whether there is a psychological element to some of that. And certainly, if you have an experience that is like this, it's going to really screw you up, isn't it? Well, not necessarily, but a lot of the individuals who have had contact are traumatized by it. They weren't expecting it. They can't remember everything that happened to them, and they might have had an interest in the topic or or heard that humans are being exploited and used as lab rats and uh, think that this probably happened to them. So it's more or less the unknown that causes people to experience this trauma. I've had worked with individuals who felt extraordinarily traumatized. In fact, uh, for some of them, I have advised them to have EMDR therapy with a psychotherapist who uses that uh, rapid eye movement technique to deal with post-traumatic stress disorder and then to come to me after. They remember a lot of what happened just through EMDR therapy. 
what I find is, and they find, is it wasn't as bad as they thought. Sometimes they're not even placed on a table. Sometimes there are no experiments done. Sometimes they have a positive relationship with these uh, human-type entities, but they just didn't fully understand what was occurring in their lives. Sometimes they realize that this has been happening since they were young children and have only now come to realize that it wasn't ghosts, that they weren't sleepwalking and ending up asleep on their lawn in the middle of the night and having their parents uh, looking for them in the morning. That, you know, the experiencers have been going on. They've been recurring time and time again, periodically, over their lifetime. You made an interesting uh, statement a little bit earlier about some people who approach looking for help may have had uh, paranormal experiences. Uh, Anyone who has been in this field long enough know that the lines kind of get blurred a lot of times when it comes to uh, what's the difference between a paranormal experience and a possible extraterrestrial experience. I mean, you know, what, what would you say about that? Absolutely, Tim. What I have to say about that is that there is a paranormal overlay in ET contact experiences. That's something that uh, we have statistics on. What we discovered is that uh, light orbs that appear to have intelligence are seen in the homes of 61% of the experiencers in general and 50% of the experiencers who uh, have tested as being abductees. And this is through the what is called the American Personality Inventory administered by Dr. Don C. Donderry, who is retired from McGill University. He was a psychology professor throughout his career, graduated from college from the University of Chicago. We have that, and we also have a very high percentage of individuals who uh, have had the sensation that uh, something unseen is walking on their mattress, and that's 58% of the experiencers in general, but 75% of the abductees. So we believe that... These extraterrestrials could be interdimensional and come into our environment but are not seen by us. Now, that's that's the sort of stuff that a lot of the uh, nuts and bolts uh, uh, researchers, uh, that just drives them crazy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it used to drive me crazy before I was able to wrap my head around it. You have to understand physics. And all of this can be explained through physics. It's only a matter of the vibrational frequency, the rate of vibration of the electrons in the atom. So, um, you know, it, it's, you can understand it through uh, the vibrational frequency of the atoms. Now, you work with uh, 
the late Stanton Friedman on a, on a couple of books and, and, and knew him quite well. And of course, uh, uh, Stanton was well known for, you know, his uh, uh, ideas on the possible extraterrestrial hypothesis uh, of the UFO phenomenon. What was his take on uh, abductions? You know, because there are still a lot of people who uh, are, are loath to get close uh, to the whole uh, abduction phenomenon, thinking that it somehow has tainted the, uh, the, the UFO mystery and its investigations. <laughs> That's a good question. Stanton and I worked together for nearly 14 years. We wrote three books together. After Captured, we wrote Science Was Wrong, and then we wrote Fact Fiction and Flying Saucers, and that was based on years of research, mostly archival research that we did together, going to physical archives sometimes. So, uh, did Stanton believe that abductions were real? He believed that some abductions were real. Uh, he had sufficient evidence to believe that Betty and Barney Hill were taken. And he was uh, one of the first and, and greatest proponents of the star map work that Marjorie Fish did on the star map that Betty sketched as a result of a post-hypnotic suggestion by Dr. Benjamin Simon, the psychiatrist, neuropsychiatrist, who used deep trance hypnosis on the hills and then reinstated amnesia at the end of each session so they couldn't share information. And so, uh, absolutely, Stanton believed that that was real. He believed that uh, Travis Walton's case was real, that Charlie Hickson and Calvin Parker, and numerous others. There were some that he didn't believe, but he was looking for sufficient evidence, just as I am, um, that it was indeed a real experience. And he he was a great person to to work with. He was open-minded. He often consulted with me about uh, the characteristics of people who uh, have been taken to craft. And uh, in fact, he even checked the statistics for me on MUFON, the MUFON ERT uh, study on experiencers. And my first study as well was the Marden Stoner study. Um, MUFON's study had 516 participants. The Marden Stoner one had 75. We had uh, a, a scientific part to each of those. And then I also worked on FREE, the Edgar Mitchell FREE Foundation's study of, uh, it was 3,800, but uh, when they closed uh, and and calculated the statistics, but they're at now at more than 5,000 responses. So uh, quite a lot of work that I did, scientific work. Let's do our break here. We've got Kathleen, Jean, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. 
And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. President Biden has signed off on the most significant law addressing gun violence in three decades. The legislation was a compromise among a handful of Democratic and Republican senators in response to recent mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde, Texas. It provides billions for mental health services and school security initiatives. The Safer Communities Act also expands background checks for potential gun purchasers under 21, bars a larger group of domestic violence offenders from purchasing firearms, and funds programs to seize guns from those who are troubled. Pfizer says its tweak to its COVID-19 vaccine to better target the Omicron variant is effective and safe. The FDA is considering a recipe change for the vaccines by Moderna and Pfizer and hopes that a modified booster could better protect against an expected coronavirus surge this fall and winter. This is USA Radio News. President Biden had additional reaction to the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. My administration is going to focus on how they administer and whether or not they violate other laws, like deciding to not allow people to cross state lines to get public health services. He adds his administration will take steps to protect women's health. More than 100 protests against the high court's decision have been scheduled. A Friday night protest in the Midwest took a dangerous turn. Police in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, are investigating after a protest against the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe versus Wade appeared to turn violent when a truck driver drove into demonstrators as they crossed a street during the demonstration. Video taken showed at least two women directly in front of the truck as it drove into them. One woman was hospitalized after her foot was run over. USA Radio's Ellie Andrews reporting from Los Angeles. Wall Street is now 2 for 12 in winning weeks. You're listening to USA Radio News. Cahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
should mention that I'm getting over a cold with a few other side issues, and therefore I am talking less, which most people will appreciate. And Tim Swartz will be talking more with Kathleen. Kathleen, we're covering your background and also the kind of investigations you've done. Would you continue where you left off? Yes, I'd be happy to. So uh, Stanton consulted with me quite often. Uh, He did believe that uh, some abductions were real because there was sufficient evidence to conclude that they were real. I think that the thing that impressed him so much about Marjorie Fish's work on Betty Starmap was that Marjorie had devoted several years to identifying this. She had to go to the university and hand copy all of the distance data and characteristics of our local galactic neighborhoods, stars out 54 light years in every direction from our sun. And Marjorie was a member of Mensa, as was Stanton, both indicating that they had genius IQs. Stanton told me that uh, he felt that Marjorie was much better at communicating with scientists than with the general public. There were certain characteristics about that star map. First, Marjorie couldn't identify the stars on the map until we made technological progress and we had better distance data. We didn't have that distance data before, and this is why she didn't find a match. When the new catalog was released, she found that match. And what she also found is that all of the stars on Betty's map are sun-like, although only 5% of the stars in our local galactic neighborhood out 54 light years are sun-like. And all of the sun-like stars in that volume of space are on Betty's map. So uh, that was uh, just more than a coincidence. Marjorie at first thought she'd find many matches. In the end, (laughs) she found only one. And that star map has recently been updated with uh, close to 3,000 models, computer models used by uh, a younger astrophysicist. And the astrophysicist stated that Marjorie and Betty's star map is still the number one choice of all of the stars in our local galactic neighborhood. So uh, all of those details and much more information, scientific analysis of the evidence that has been ongoing is in the 60th anniversary edition of Captured. I have updated it. I've written a new chapter with all of the new scientific evidence that has been analyzed and revealed. Now, Stanton also realized one of the astronomers who uh, analyzed the star map said that if we were astronauts living on Zeta Reticuli 1 and 2, which are the two prominent stars in the foreground, uh, and we wanted to travel through our local galactic neighborhood, the choice that these lines indicate from nearest star to nearest star would have been our choice as well. It makes sense, and all of those stars are in a plane, which means that it would be much quicker and easier to travel from one star to the next. There's quite a lot of evidence indicating that this 
was real and even more evidence now uh, than we had in the past because I have never given up on finding scientists who are using newer technology to evaluate the evidence. In fact, more recently, a scientist has found metals Metal for metallic fragments on Betty's dress that are highly rare, expensive, and have a high melting point as well. And all of the details are in my 60th anniversary update. I am always wondering here about the star map. And the reason I am is when you looked at technology, ET coming here from wherever, another star system. Why would they even have maps unless to show something for her benefit? It would seem to be at least digitized. Well, absolutely. And it wasn't digitized. It was more of a holographic image that she was shown, which is different than her dream material. A lot of people get confused between her dreams. She had five dreams that began 10 days after the close encounter with the craft she had five in all. They occurred in the morning just before she woke up. So when dreams occur like that, it's more hypnopompic. And you can have real experiences that you've had mixed with fantasy uh, in anxiety that you're attempting to work through in that type of dream. So after everything that I have looked at, I believe that it is real. And Betty asked the leader, the one she called the leader, after she had looked at what she called a book that was more like a tablet that had uh, symbols on it. And those symbols were part of the scientific study as well and were much like the symbols that Bud Hopkins had been collecting dating back to 1975. Some of them were identical. I have a very large collection of these symbols now myself. And uh, it's fascinating that you can see people sketching the same symbols under hypnosis, but had not seen them, uh, except for on craft. And regarding the star map, uh, after Betty looked at that book and memorized those symbols, uh, she said to the leader, I know you're not from around here. Where's your home port? And that is when he produced this three-dimensional star map model that might have been a holographic image. And it had stars of various sizes and colors. Some were the size of quarters, she estimated. Some were only pinpoints. There were solid lines. There were dotted lines. And the leader explained to her that the solid lines represented trade routes. The dotted lines represented expeditions. And he said, do you know where you are on this map? And, and Betty said, no, I don't. I don't know anything about our universe. And that's when he said to her, if you don't know where you are, how can I explain to you where I am? You know, in the reference, I guess he wasn't willing to tell her, the dumb human, uh, where she was on that map. Well, plus... However, you know, however the map is being displayed, uh, and, and what's the word I'm trying to what's what's the term I'm trying to think of uh, here, here, Gene? You would have to know where you're located in looking at that map. 
I mean, you could be looking at that map from the vantage point of, say, you know, the uh, the, the the home planets looking out across to, uh, the galaxy, or from the vantage point of of Earth. So, unless you know, you know, where you are looking at this map from whatever vantage point, how can you tell uh, what is what? <laughs> Absolutely. Where is where? Yeah. <laughs> Very good point. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to spend all our time discussing the hills, except to say that I did meet Betty Hill a couple of times in the 70s. She seemed like a very nice, sincere woman. And there's nothing I can say about what happened to her because she reports an experience that people find credible. And there you go. But the beings or individuals she and her husband saw are not quite what other people who are abducted see. They were a variety of greys. Now, don't confuse Betty's dreams for the uh, entities that Betty and Barney uh, recalled under hypnosis and also that Barney actually observed through binoculars and was in the original report, dressed in black, shiny uniforms. We'll continue with... This before getting to other abduction research with Kathleen Martin, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartzer in the Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. 
Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Extendivite really works. Here's just a few testimonials from Amazon. Patricia, excellent herbal formula. I use Extendivite to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Brian, I'm using Extendivite, and for me, it has made a world of difference. God made all these nutrients in the ground. Enough said. Cami, five stars. I feel a lot of energy since I started taking Extendivite. TR, five stars. All I can say is, Extendivite works. Buy it, try it, and see for yourself. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Extendivite. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Okay, pick up where you left off, Kathleen. Let's continue on this. In terms of the description of these entities, in Betty's dreams, she didn't see them as being uh, humanoid gray. She saw them as being more like black-haired Europeans. They were about five and a half feet tall. They were wearing blue cadet uniforms. They had black hair, eyebrows, mouths, teeth. Uh, Their skin had a little bit of a grayish tone. Their lips were a little bluish. They had ears. They were just typical humans, and they talked with an accent. That is not what Betty remembered in hypnosis, nor is it what Barney remembered separately. Under hypnosis, both of them remembered observing uh, figures. There were two groups of figures. One of those groups was five to five and a half feet tall. Those were the the one that they called the leader. I call them that person, the escort, because that individual meets with experiencers time and time again throughout their lifetime. The other group were the shorter ones. They were about three and a half feet tall, and their heads were larger in proportion to their bodies than the taller ones. They were still the grays, probably the more stereotypic grays. They did the supervisory work. They were guards. They were assistants. But they they had their say in what happened to Betty and Barney because toward the end they saw that Betty 
was carrying what she called the book that the leader had given to her. And they made the decision that she was not going to get off the craft with that. And they took it away from her. And that's part of their job, I've learned. Anyone who tries to get off the craft with something that belongs to them gets caught. And they have it taken away from them. So the taller ones that Betty and Barney interacted with were telepathic, communication, no hair on their bodies, eyes larger than human eyes and a little bit slanted. They had uh, yellow where the whites of our eyes would be. Their irises were larger and dark. Now, uh, no eyebrows, uh, a nose did not have the, the normal bone like bony structure that we have. It was a flat nose with small upturned nostrils and just a slit for a mouth. Now, they thought they saw a membrane inside that mouth. Um, there, there was a very weak chin, a very tiny chin, no ears. Um, and they were dressed, in, of course, in these shiny black one-piece uniforms, almost like a shiny uh, bodysuit. And they had large chests. They called them barrel chests. That's what the hills called them. They are very strong extraterrestrials then. Well, they had very weak, well, I can't say weak limbs. Their limbs were spindly. That's how they described them. The arms oh, and the okay. legs were spindly. But the chests, uh, it was almost like they developed large chests because of the air they, th that they were breathing, perhaps. I don't know. That's just some speculation. But that was one thing that struck Betty and Barney was the, the size of their chests. Just a variety of gray. There are many different species of, of grays uh, visiting our planet. Some are kind and nice to humans and some are not, especially the, the types, the little rogue grays who work with the draconian reptilians are not nice at all. You know, I want to ask you, when we look at the appearance of these entities or beings, how much of that do you think, or obviously you don't know, I assume, is the real appearance of these beings and how much is put on for our benefit or interpreted by the experiencer in terms of their own cultural memes? Well, I think that you're right. That's impossible for me to assess. I can tell you that as I've gone back knowing what I know today and assessing Betty's and Barney's experience, there are parts that they remembered that they thought was conscious recall uh, such as uh, after they heard the um, code-like buzzing sounds striking the trunk of their car that caused the car to vibrate and a tingling sensation to pass through their bodies like an electrical tingling sensation. They thought that Barney was in some kind of trance and that he was just driving the car for all of those miles, something like eight or ten miles to the abduction site. You know, I, I strongly suspect that they interpret that, interpreted that incorrectly. I think that they were uh, in uh, a trance state at that point and that 
Most likely those buzzing sounds happened when the car was lifted up off the highway and then it was just deposited on or near that dirt road, uh, a logging road in those days where Betty and Barney were taken from the vehicle. So I think that they, you know, they, they filled in what they couldn't understand with what they thought had occurred. And this was part of their conscious recall. Yeah, I should, I should point out that uh, um, dealing with the uh, descriptions uh, of these entities that, you know, especially in the 1960s, there were a number of encounters where the uh, occupants were often described as uh, looking Italian, uh, they, you know, short but not Miniature short, you know, maybe around you know five feet or so, uh, uh, darkish, maybe slightly olive-colored skin, and if hair was seen, it was often described as uh, as being dark. So, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it seems like that there is uh, really a, a a multitude of entities involved in these cases. There are a, a multitude of entities, it seems, because you have your basic groups and then you have variations in the appearance of members in those groups. Just like we humans have different appearances and different personalities. Some of us are kind, some of us are nasty and uh, and barbaric. So you, you get the same thing. Now, I, I know that Betty wouldn't have uh, known about any... Uh, Italian-looking extraterrestrials back in that time frame because she had no interest in that topic. She had never read anything on it, Uh, and which is different than what the disinformants will tell you. But they think up anything that they can to try to explain this away. Well, before we get off of uh, the subject of uh, of, of your aunt and and uncle – I want to talk a little bit about uh, Betty's dress, and so many of of these abduction reports, you know, you have uh, uh, good details, you know, memories of what happened, but no physical evidence. Betty's dress uh, seems to present some kind of, of odd evidence that, uh, you know, what happened to them uh, has a basis in reality. Well, yes, there was a lot of evidence in in the Hill case, not just the dress, but Barney's shoes, their watches stopped and never ran again. There were uh, there was a magnetic field around the trunk of their vehicle and where the shiny spots were. But getting back to Betty's dress, uh, when she arrived home, it was torn in several places. Uh, it hadn't been when she put it on in the morning or when they were uh, vacationing in Montreal in the afternoon or in the evening when they stopped for a little snack. But when they arrived home, uh, there was a big problem with that dress. There was an, a two-inch tear in the stitching along the zipper. There was a one-inch tear in the thick zipper fabric The lining of the dress was torn from waist to hemline, and the hem was torn down on one side. Betty was really disappointed. She didn't know um, how it had been torn, but she folded it, no, she put it in her closet and uh, simply forgot about it. Uh, 
And even though it was her favorite dress and she knew she had to repair it, so still memories were fading in, in that time frame. Barney said to Dr. Simon that he remembered a lot of what happened when he arrived home, but he kept telling himself that he had to forget it as, as quickly as possible. So, with regard to Betty's dress, the next time she took it out of the closet, of course, it had a pink powdery substance on it. She hung it on her clothesline, pink powder blew away, but she realized that the dress was ruined and discolored and torn, and, and she thought about throwing it away, but she saved it just in case uh, any scientist might have an interest in analyzing her dress. We've got Kathleen, Jean, and Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Ah, yes, Leonard Stringfield. Tell our listeners about him. I talked to him a few times on the phone many, many, many years ago. And he seemed like a really, really interesting person. He also collected lots of sightings about possible crashes of UFOs. So what connection were you bringing into this, Kathleen? 
Well, Leonard Stringfield had an interest in Betty's case. He was interested in UFO abductions. He investigated some himself. Uh, So he met with Betty and asked for samples of her dress. And he took those samples to the University of Cincinnati chemistry department. And they did a pretty thorough analysis on the dress. And they found some anomalies. That dress has undergone chemical analysis at least six or seven times to to date. Most recently, I was at the University of New Hampshire with Ben Hansen, and uh, we were looking at the lining of the dress, and we found some spots that were in the approximate location of Betty's navel. And to Ben, he said he used to work for the FBI, and he said, that looks like human blood to me. And so I cut the sample out and I contacted the Mutual UFO Network's biological scientist and asked her if she would be willing to do a DNA analysis on it. Now, I already had a sample of Betty's blood. I sent the sample of Betty's blood to her as well. And for comparison, both samples were too old to be able to test positively for blood, but they did test the same as fluid from Betty's body, which might be an indication that the needle in the navel exam that she recalled under hypnosis was real. And that was done years before we were using amniocentesis in a hospital setting. The more I investigate this, the the more scientific evidence we acquire, the more convinced I am that this was indeed a real abduction. Yeah, some of the aspects of of Betty's uh, address, the uh, the pink powdery substance, seemed to you know indicate some kind of uh, a biological uh, substance, and uh, that's that's been a uh, a fear of some researchers that close encounters may end up being hazardous to our health on a possible you know viral or bacterial level. Well, yes, and and you know the government knows that. Some of these close encounters expose experiencers to ionizing radiation, to uh, microwave radiation, and that some uh, become sick, some lose some of their hair, exhibit symptoms of uh, radiation exposure, uh, have sunburns without exposure to the sun, for example, become ill. Now, did uh, uh, Betty or Barney uh, suffer any kind of, uh, of physical ailments after their encounter? Well, they both had skin problems, mm-hmm. Betty told me, that uh, they they didn't know if, if it was related to this encounter, but their dog also developed a fungus infection on her back. But they didn't know if the dog had had one in the past because she was new to Betty and Barney. But, um, yes, they they had uh, a problem with pneumonia and a problem with, uh, as I said, uh, their skin. It's not unusual, as we know, for people to suffer at the hands of UFO experiences. Of course, we have the Cash Landrum case. Yes. We have John Burroughs in the Rendlesham case where he had to fight 
the VA, get a lawyer and everything in order to qualify for benefits. Mm-hmm. I have a quick question here about that. Barney Hill died fairly young, a brain tumor, correct? It was a cerebral hemorrhage. Okay. Any indication there that something like that may have been the result of this experience? I mean, how can you prove that people get sick? But just asking. I have given this a great deal of thought. And I know that Barney, during World War II, uh, was in a percussion bombing. And I had a neighbor who was a medical doctor who was a doctor over in the Middle East. And uh, he was involved in a percussion bombing. And when he arrived home, there was a weakening in a vein in his head, and he ended up having a stroke. Unfortunately, it didn't kill him. But I suspect that could be what killed Barney, unless there was just a genetic weakness in a vein in his head. But I don't believe that it was the result of uh, the ET contact event itself. Um, They are more likely nowadays to heal people who have been long-term experiences than to harm them. And if they've been harmed by exposure, they heal them. Well, that's interesting here because obviously I've never been contacted or don't know that I have been. But right now, taking three medications for heart-related issues, if ET could fix all that stuff and maybe fix my oldest nephew's need for a pacemaker and my youngest nephew's need for a kidney transplant, boy, they'd have a believer on their hands. Absolutely, but they will heal only those who they have a relationship with. And what I tell people is uh, if you have a problem, a physical problem, Just send them telepathic messages. And you don't have to wait until you're taken. Every day, at least two or three times, send telepathic messages. And people get in touch with me and they say, I've been healed. I had one experiencer that I'd worked with for several years, and he was diagnosed with lymphoma. And I said to him, you know, the the lymph nodes on his neck were very large. He was afraid he was going to die. He was set up within oncology to have surgery. And so I told him this and I said, I will also send messages uh, for healing for you and pray for you. And so uh, sometime later, a couple of weeks, I guess, he sent me video footage of an orb that entered through the bedroom ceiling, slid down his wall, flew like a butterfly across the room, hovered for momentarily over his body, put down iridescent tendrils. And this orb was a baby blue color. It was kind of a bright uh, sort of yellow in the center but baby blue on the outside, it dove down into his body. He slept for 12 hours, and he, when he woke up the next day, those very enlarged nodes were no longer visible. He went in for surgery, and four tiny necrotic nodes were removed. They were not cancerous. They had died. 
pretty remarkable. I show that video when I speak sometimes. It does sound to a slight degree like faith healing. Well, it's it's more than faith healing. Let me tell you that. I can t- I had a personal experience with this. I was working with an experience, so this is, dates back to 2012, a man named Paul Hamden. He lives in Australia. I didn't know if he was uh, faking this or not, but he took part in the first study that Denise Stoner and I did on experiencers. And uh, so I had contact with him, interviewing him, etc. And he told me that he communicated with these ETs and asked me if I'd like to. And so I said, sure. <laughs> and uh, I have to tell you, it was a very weird experience with the first time I communicated with this gray called Keek, uh, that it, Paul is a medium, and he was commu- speaking Keek's words to me. Let's do our break now. Okay. Kathleen, Gene, and Tim, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. No matter if supply lines are down, product deliveries are slow, and that most everything costs more these days, you still have neck and shoulder pain, right? Good news. Sunny Bay has new products that target neck and shoulder pain. Products that are in stock now, ready to ship anywhere now. Like our extra long neck heating pads. They provide soothing relief to painful sore necks and backs. You can heat them in a microwave oven and they come in a variety of colors and patterns. And for stress relief, get our lavender scented hands-free neck wraps. Or maybe you need one of our smaller lower back wraps. Great for seniors. Again, there's no shipping delays from Sunny Bay. Find our new products on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, and sunny-bay.com. Just search for Sunny Bay Neck Wraps. All our products are great for men or women, are reusable, and easy to clean. Remember, just search for Sunny Bay Neck Wraps. Order now because stock is high and shipping is fast from Sunny Bay. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I wanted to mention something to you and refresh my memory about this. It's been a few years since we had you and Denise Stoner on the show. And you where she described an incident where she was aboard a spaceship and met somebody else and exchanged contact information, right? She met more than one person that she recognized in the alien abduction files. I did write about uh, one individual that one was uh, an experiencer that I had worked with. Well, Denise described her. And what she was wearing, I said, do you own this? And yes, this individual did. And then they met and believed that they were on the same craft together. Yes. They were acquainted before this happened, though? No, they were not acquainted before they were on the craft together. That's why I wanted to confirm. That's the thing that really mystifies me about all this. As much as I could be skeptical about the variation of claims about the impact of regressive hypnosis, that is just freaky. Yes, it is pretty freaky, in fact, but it appears that it did happen. I believed that it did, based upon the investigation that I did on both of those cases. It's amazing. Some of the things that I have learned and come across, you know, I I was talking earlier about Keek and through Paul Hamden. I talked to Keek and I I said to Keek, you know, Keek, I have an incurable disease. It's progressive. I've had it for a number of years and I'm working in this field and I'm talking about you people, but I have a great deal of difficulty. When I go to conferences to speak, 
I have no energy. I have to go to bed early. When I come home, I spend days just lying down, feeling ill. I said, I would really appreciate it if you people could heal me. And I didn't expect healing. Well, four days later, I woke up in the middle of the night experiencing tremendous pain in my body. In fact, I woke my husband up and I said, Charlie, you might have to take me to the hospital or call the ambulance. I don't know if I'm dying. I don't know what is happening, but I have the worst pain I've ever felt in my life in my abdomen. It's very deep pain. And my whole body is tingling too. And then the next thing my husband said, well, just give it a few minutes and see how you do. The next thing I knew, I was in a different environment. It was kind of misty or hazy. I was lying not on my bed any longer. I was on a table. Through my peripheral vision, I could see these entities that were standing by my head. They seemed to be glowing, but I didn't get a good look at them. I was just lying there and I guess I must have asked them or said, can you make the pain stop? I received the message that it was almost done. And they showed me, and I don't know if they showed me an image on a screen, if it was a holographic image or a vision. I really don't know. I haven't had hypnosis on this. But what I saw was the outline of the human body, which I thought was me, lying on a table. And there were like bots running through the periphery of the body. And then there were organs that were highlighted inside the body. Now, later, I told a doctor, a medical doctor, about this. And he told me that those were the organs that were involved in my disease, in my condition. And when I woke up the next morning, I felt like I was 23 years old again. It was amazing, and I was healed. I have not had a relapse in 10 years. I'm really pleased. Well, I can certainly understand that. Like I said, I have a list to give you here, and I'm <laughs> sure other people I know did. My wife had to get corneal transplants, if you know mm-hmm. what they are. They replaced yes. the cornea of the eye. And then she had to get a laser process on her left eye because it was mucus on the cornea and they had to do some stuff. And you think, there's got to be a better way. Maybe E.T. has some eye drops. Maybe like Dr. McCoy in the movie Star Trek for the voyage home, he gives you a pill and the dialysis is no longer needed for your kidney. Well, that would be wonderful if they'd heal all of us. And that brings me to another story. I wrote about this in my new book, Forbidden Knowledge, a personal journey from alien abduction to spiritual transformation. In that book, I talk about how when I was investigating my aunt and uncle's case, Betty told me about Admiral Herbert Knowles from uh, southern Maine, and how she and, and Barney had met with Admiral Knowles. He was re- actually a rear admiral, but they called him Admiral, and his wife. And when they went to their house, there were members of the Canadian military there, members of the Navy were there. They all believed that UFOs were real, and one time they even had a piece of one that they passed around. Reminds me of the old phrase UFOs are real, the Air Force doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
uh, Admiral Knowles and Wilbert Smith, dating back to 1954, had worked on a secret project to communicate with extraterrestrials. I wrote about it in great detail in my book, but I was fortunate enough to be looking for more information about this. And uh, I was speaking at a conference in New Hampshire, and Admiral Knowles' granddaughter came to me with a thick packet of information. And it was a gold mine. And getting back to this healing by the ETs, the ETs back in 1954, and Dwight Eisenhower knew about this, Admiral Knowles sent a letter to Dwight Eisenhower about how the information collected was uh, far beyond the level of education or knowledge of the individual who was communicating with these extraterrestrials. Wilbert Smith was able to find scientific evidence that what they were being told by these individuals was true. So Dwight Eisenhower had that information. The extraterrestrials made an offer to our government and to all governments in the world, all over the world, that they were here to help and assist in our development, that they would help us with their medical cures, with their technology. The only condition was that no nation would receive all of the information. Every nation would have to re would receive a tiny fragment of information, and the entire world had to cooperate in order for this to be carried out. And obviously, it wasn't. That really made me interested over time in participating in my own study with a group of researchers. Kathleen, Jean, and Tim, we've got more to come. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. 
Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin says it's temporarily suspending abortion services in the wake of the U.S. Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. At issue is a 173-year-old state law on the books that says it's a felony for virtually any abortion to be performed, except in instances where it is needed to save the mother's life. Wisconsin Attorney General Josh Call said he would not enforce abortion bans in his state. In Massachusetts, Republican Governor Charlie Baker signed an executive order implementing legal protections for reproductive health care providers who serve out-of-state residents. More than a dozen states have trigger laws on the books that would criminalize abortion almost immediately, if not sooner, upon the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt announced the Show Me State ban on Friday. This is USA Radio News. At least two are dead, ten others injured in a shooting at an Oslo, Norway nightclub. Investigators identified the suspect as a 42-year-old Norwegian citizen from Iran. The Norwegian Police Security Service first became aware of the suspect in 2015. They became concerned that he had become radicalized and was part of an unspecified Islamist network. The incident prompted officials to raise the country's terror alert. The last of the 21 victims in the Uvalde, Texas school shooting was laid to rest on Saturday. Uzziah Garcia's funeral was held at a Baptist church in San Angelo, where he lived before moving to Uvalde last year. Nineteen children and two teachers were killed when a gunman opened fire a month ago. Police response to the incident has been heavily criticized ever since. Wall Street on Friday notched only its second win in the last 12 weeks. The Dow finished 1,612 points higher. The Nasdaq added 809 points. The S&P 500 was higher by nearly 237 points. You're listening to USA Radio News. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's one. Rad. Consistent results when used for heart problems. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious that if he hadn't made it to the hospital in time, he would have died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives, he tried Extendivite. While taking Extendivite, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Extend Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. So, Kathleen, this individual was almost a neighbor in Florida? Oh, he lives a few miles from my house, but yes, he lives in the same town that I live in, quite a large land area, and he was originally from the UK. He grew up as a boy there, and when he was uh, a young boy, he was in the bath at night on a Sunday night, and he didn't get out of the bathtub because these two human-looking tall entities simply materialized in the bathroom. Uh, They were dressed in identical blue uniforms. They had light brown to golden blonde hair. 
and they communicated with him telepathically, and he was terrified. The, their eyes were larger than human eyes. The, the iris was larger. Um, his mother finally went in. They disappeared, and he got out of the bath. But one of them came back sometime later as a conscious orb and stayed with him for a week and taught him how to astral travel, which he loved as a boy because he could travel from uh, his home to go around and visit his relatives' homes as an orb. When he was a paper boy, he was a teenager, one of these craft came down over the park that he was delivering papers near. He saw it, and he was taken to craft. Now, he couldn't remember anything else, but I hypnotized him. And this is the first time he met what they called themselves the Council of Eight. So there were different individuals. There were two human types, a blue avian, a tall white, uh, a mantis type, a tall gray, a shorter gray. They said there were fifth or sixth dimensionals. And then there was a ninth dimensional overseer who hasn't had a body in many, many years, but is just pure consciousness. And they say that they are in our quadrant of the galaxy as protectors. Uh, I thought, well, this could be total hogwash. He could be trying to pull a scam. Maybe he's even a, a skeptic who's trying to trap these UFO investigators so that they can uh, expose this fact that we are participating in this secret study. Well, we were looking for evidence. That was our guideline. We had to have evidence to accept anything. And they gave us evidence. We used our laser thermometer. And when they came into our environment, although we either couldn't see them or we just saw them as shimmering or almost like a shadow, a thin shadow figure sometimes, the room temperature where they were standing increased significantly. And with the ninth dimensional, it was a, a full degree above the other. It was like five to six degrees higher. Incredible. And, and Kevin was soaking wet. He was drenched when he was finished with this. Uh, we met at his house once a month for a period of two years, and then we still continue to meet periodically two to three times a year right now. We were able to ask 120 questions, well, actually more than that, but in Forbidden Knowledge, I included 120 questions that we asked and their detailed answers, and also the scientific information that this gray Zark, who was connected with me, gave to us. Part of what I learned is that they wanted to show themselves to all of us, their craft. I was a little apprehensive, but I said, okay. They went to Dr. Melanie Barton first. Barton Bragg, and then Denise Stoner was another one of the original investigators, and they went to her and showed her craft, um, communicated with her, and then Zark came to me. Zark 
communicated telepathically with me. When he came to me, I felt this very strong electrical tingling sensation through my whole body, just like Betty and Barney did. I communicated with him telepathically, asked questions, and he answered my questions. And I was writing the questions and the answers down as quickly as I could. And it's a good thing I did because when he left, I had no idea what we had communicated about until the paper was in front of me and I read it. I wonder, Kathleen, when we talk about mental telepathy and the difficulty in transcribing what's been said, why can't they simply use regular speaking voices and allow you to record the session? Well, they don't have regular speaking voices. They're telepathic. That's the universal language, they say. They don't have the technology to translate. He would speak through me if I'd let him channel through me. He offered. But no, I don't want any extraterrestrial. How, how, how did I even know that he was an extraterrestrial? I'm not even certain of that to date, even though we saw a craft and we, we had scientific measurements and, and everything. Uh, how do I know that he's not just an interdimensional? Uh, how do I know he's from another planet? So I was not about to let any of these entities enter my body and channel through me. He tried to one time. He was pounding on my chest trying to get in like he was running and trying to dive at my chest. And I would not permit it hurt my chest and my heart. But I said, absolutely not. I was extraordinarily angry with him and wouldn't talk to him after that for quite a long time. But Kevin Briggs did permit him to enter his body and use his vocal cords. So they talk through Kevin. Once again, I just think it's strange that a highly advanced civilization is not able to find a more reason, reasonable way of communicating with earthlings. I mean, they could find a way to translate their telepathic expressions to some kind of external speaker system. They absolutely could if they wanted to. (laughs) Right. It doesn't make sense why they even do that. But I have a question going back to some of the arguments made about UFO abductions over the years. And we're familiar, of course, with the work of Kevin D. Randall, who made it pretty clear, he and his co-author, they did not believe in the value of hypnotic regression because of the inability to get an accurate result. Now, as someone who is a hypnotist, what's your take? Well, um, I was speaking with Kevin on one of his shows one time, and, and I said, Kevin, what is wrong? Why can't you accept these things? And and he just said that one of his colleagues was a PhD psychologist was getting on his back, and and that was a problem. So I think that Kevin looks to these skeptics uh, to, uh, and follows their lead on some things. And I'm going to say that hypnosis is not infallible. There are lots of problems with hypnosis. Uh, you can lead an individual through your questioning. That's why I use for the forensic hypnosis technique that uh, law enforcement uses. So it will not lead an individual towards something that didn't happen. That's, you know, with uh, the false memory syndrome, all of this came out. There was a great deal of controversy about this in the, the mid to late 80s, I believe it was. And 
I was there in that controversy, studying all of it, um, make, forming opinions on it, doing an extensive academic study on hypnosis, what it does, what it doesn't do, uh, what the characteristics are. And what I discovered is if you have a hypnotherapist or a hypnotist that you go to and you've read everything that they've written and you look up to them as an authority figure and you're under hypnosis, you might be, unless uh, there are uh, suggestions put in place to prevent it, you might be uh, wanting to please that individual. Let's do our break. Kathleen, Jean, and Tim, you're in. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, 
Take Jake's advice. Give Federal Tax Management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the Federal Tax Management Hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-932-5140. 800-932-5140. 800-932-5140. That's 800-932-5140. Hi, this is Tracy Torme, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Kathleen, you raised that issue there that you may want to please the hypnotist, even if unconsciously. And that's an argument people make about UFO abductions. You go to the abduction researcher who has a philosophy that maybe you're in sync with. And they mentioned, of course, the late Bud Hopkins and Dr. David Jacobs. And they had the controversy, as you know, some years back over their processes and everything else. And we don't want to get into all the raw details because I'd rather not do that again. But you understand the point I'm making. Absolutely. And if you ask questions, you're going to lead that individual through the questions you ask. In forensic hypnosis, you don't ask a question unless the person has already made that statement and you want clarification on it. You also have safeguards in place so that if that person is tempted to tell you something that uh, they have read or seen somewhere, that they will be rendered incapable of speaking. Or they will become so confused that they just can't even talk. So there are things that you can do to prevent that. But, uh, you know, David Jacobs and Bud Hopkins, neither of them uh, had formal training in hypnosis. They were not certified hypnosis practitioners or hypnotherapists. They had learned it, Bud, from some psych therapist that he had worked with initially, and I don't know how David Jacobs learned it, but both of them were asking questions, and I've talked to David many times about this, and he would say, no, you're doing it wrong. You have to ask, okay, you're, you're on the craft now. Do you turn left or do you turn right? And he'd say, if they say they turned left, then they're confabulating. They had to turn right. So he believes that everything, regardless of the type of craft or the type of entity, was the same, that the procedure was precisely the same, and the craft were all precisely the same, apparently. 
I have respect for Dr. David Jacobs. Don't believe, don't think that I'm criticizing him. I'm just saying that uh, he and I had debates about this. We believe that hybrids are being produced. He thinks that it's for a very negative purpose. I have uh, a different take on it as two professionals, and I value the work that he and Bud did in the past. But fortunately, today's people who have been vetted uh, by the Mutual UFO Network, who are uh, on our, it's not a referral list, but it's like a referral directory. Those individuals are qualified, they're insured. A lot of them are licensed mental health practitioners who use hypnosis. They're not going to be amateurs who uh, are experimenting on people. Now, the one thing that upset me about Dr. Jacobs last time we had him on, and this was during the controversy that we all know about, we asked him a question about leading questions in hypnosis, and he said, quote, there are no leading questions. That's where I had concerns. Yeah, he's wrong on that. You can very easily ask a leading question. Uh, Let me give you an example. You can assume that a person is in a room. You can assume a person is on a table. You can assume a person's eyes are open and ask them to describe the room, to tell the feel of that table. But they haven't told you that they're on a table. They haven't told you they're in a room, and they haven't told you that their eyes are open. But if you ask a person to look around and tell me what you see, and that person uh, has a great deal of respect for you and they want to please you, they can confabulate. You have to know that their eyes are open and they can see. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I mean, it sounds like a no-brainer, but but uh, it's extraordinarily important. Well, I think one of the ones that irks me the most is when a uh, – doesn't even have to be a researcher. I mean, a, a hypnotist. It'd just be a researcher asking somebody questions. You know, as they say, well, how long were you on a spaceship? It's like, okay, well, who said they were on a spaceship? Right, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Don't say, you know, what do you, are your eyes open? Can you see anything? Describe where you are. Describe your uh, set, the setting. Yeah. <laughs> anything, you cannot assume anything except for what you have evidence for. I will not work with anyone who doesn't have a conscious recall of at least part of it, and evidence. I don't care, you know, they pay me to do this, I'm insured, I pay for uh, the my, my office, but I won't work with anybody unless I'm convinced that they did have an experience through the, the level of evidence that they have. And so... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm determined I'm not going to lead anyone, and I'm not going to give a wannabe an experience. This brings me back to the, uh, to the guy in Florida and your own personal experience uh, when you were asking uh, questions and, and getting answers. And then it harks back even further to something that you had said about uh, the time of, of President Eisenhower that uh, the uh, entities would uh, give everyone or you know, all the countries on the planet bits of information. Do you think 
that you were given just bits of information. I've, I've, you know, a lot, a lot of researchers uh, are are often uh, 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 disgruntled because of uh, so many encounters where uh, the experiencers are given what seems to be spurious or incomplete information, and it just makes me think. Like you said, you know. Uh, are we just being given little bits of information and somewhere, someone along the line is going to have to bring it all together? Well, I, I really don't know uh, how thorough it was. You know, when you asked the question, you, you couldn't, they'd answer it. You couldn't go back and ask more questions because uh, everyone was allowed to ask two questions and that was it, that sort of thing. But uh, right now, we are going to meet again in August, and I would be very pleased if I could have uh, questions from people who, uh, if they have to make sure that they haven't already been answered in my book, Forbidden Knowledge. But if you have some a, a great question, I would love to ask it because I'm just only I'm one person, and at one time we had about eight people in the group now we we're back to four but uh yes i would i would be delighted and to report that so when when dealing with situations like this and 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 you said at one point that uh you know you weren't gonna let this thing you know channel through you because you know there's no guarantee uh you know what you're dealing with well, <laughs> what are we dealing with? You know, it, it, it seems to me that our knowledge of our universe is so incomplete that we're very much like the, uh, you know, the, the, the caveman who comes out of his cave and, 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 you know, throws rocks at the moon. You know, I, I think that's really... Um, uh, still about you know the the best of our knowledge of this universe you know the SETI has not been able to detect any radio signals it seems like that we're in an empty universe but then you have all of these cases that you know that you have researched and I have researched you know I mean you know could it be that you know we're dealing with something that is part of this universe, beyond this universe, all of the above. It could yeah, be. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> it, to me, it could I did, be. I, all didn't, of I, them. I didn't ask a lot there, did I? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, it could be all of the above. I don't know. I, you know, we have on our planet. We know that we have interdimensionals. We have lower vibrating interdimensionals. We have higher vibrating interdimensionals. They think of demons, think of ghosts, think of angels. All of those things that, you know, the, the Marian apparitions that appear to people. Then, um, you know, what do the government investigators say? We will ask about what the oh. government investigators have to say in a moment with Kathleen, Jean, and Tim. You're in the Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. About those government investigators, obviously the Pentagon UAP project doesn't mention abductions at all. Um, no. <laughs> That's really a hot potato. One of a, a military man and I were having a conversation, he was an officer, about why they won't tell the general public about this. And I said, well, I've thought about this a great deal. And I think that the answer to this is that you can't protect us. There's nobody on this earth that can prevent abductees from being taken. People who don't want to be taken from being taken. And he said that I was right. So that presents a big problem. Something has to be done. These ETs Uh, have to ask permission if they want to see us, I suppose, and then maybe people would agree to that. Another part of it is that I'm thinking about the ETs themselves. They're so different than us. Think of the greys. Think of the, the mantis types who look like big bugs with an exoskeleton, very thin, huge joints. Their head moves like an owl head. They are uh, telepathic and very large. In fact, they disguise themselves usually when they take people to craft. 
then the reptilians too. I mean, when you have these different types of entities, and, and many of them are far more advanced than we are, how are humans going to respond to that? I think that we would go into ontological shock I think that we simply couldn't handle it, that uh, I, I wouldn't want them walking around in my grocery store. I don't know how, about you, but uh, that's not something I want. You know, I don't mind the separation, the separation to for visiting or for contacting telepathically. But when it comes to having them in my environment on a day-to-day basis, forget it. They don't belong here. How many people do you think have been abducted by UFOs in recent years? Well, I can only give you statistics from the time that I was the director of field and of um, experience or research of that team for the Mutual UFO Network. I stepped down a year ago because my husband was sick. But we had, oh, about 100 a month. Overall, some months it was 80, some months it was 140, but I would say an average of about 100 reports every month of people coming to us. It doesn't mean that they had a recent contact event or abduction. They might have just gotten to their middle age or older age where they uh, decided that they were safe they could talk to somebody who would not criticize, who was there to assist them uh, and listen to what they had to say to investigate if they wanted an investigation. So quite a few, but not as many uh, occurring right now who are co- contacting me at least. Now, this may seem like kind of a duh question, but <laughs> do you think that the abduction phenomena is associated with the UFO phenomena? Yes, I do think that it's associated with UFO phenomena. Mm-hmm. And um, why? Because people feel that they are in a physical environment. Mm-hmm. They uh, are taken, uh, in fact, I have a video of these entities dropping off a beam of blue light and uh, materializing as they are becoming more solid as they reach the ground. And it's coming from a craft. And the people that were abducted, three of them are taken onto that craft. And so many, many people have been taken to craft. They've seen the craft. They've been taken to craft. These entities are on the craft. Many of them have seen the entities... um, through the windows or on top of the craft before they were taken. So, yes, I believe that that is a physical thing. We're taken into their environment. So if uh, maybe we're transferred to their dimension, but it seems like you're in a physical environment when you're there. Now, I had a very interesting member of MUFON's ERT who wanted to have an experience. And he did everything he could to try to have an experience. He wanted to meet with these ETs, and he finally did. He and his wife were in bed. He was awake. And all of a sudden, 
there was a light that went into his bedroom. And then the wall opened up. And these three grays stepped in to his environment from their environment. And they had hoses. They went to him. He's lying on the bed. He's paralyzed. He's terrified. They hooked these hoses up to his body and did something with him. And then they turned around. They went back. They stepped into this other environment. And the hole sealed up. The light left the room. And that was that. So um, somehow they have this ability. And I don't know. You know, I can't say for certain that there was craft involved in that case. It might have been like a dimensional wall, a membrane that they opened up and stepped through. I don't know for certain if those were ETs. I only can say that the ones that on, are on the craft who behave like scientists appear to be extraterrestrials. We have Betty Star Map. People report being, going into space with them. Some people do. And so that's what it seems. But I have to tell you, I'll be the first one to say I don't have all the answers. I'm like everybody else. We're explorers, we're students, we're investigators, and we try our best to put the information that we acquire together and try to make sense out of it. Well, how about defining the logic behind a UFO abduction? I mean, if I was someone from another planet, I might have motives that we can't even understand here on little planet Earth. But why would this advanced race or a number of advanced races be engaged in so much of this stuff. What's the point? Anything they need to get, they can get by less invasive means. Ways that people would have no clue if anything happened. Well, there are various explanations and, and their motives uh, for what they do. Those who behave like scientists and, and take tissue samples from our bodies or uh, take our genetic material and produce uh, hybrids that uh, many experiencers have observed uh, gestating in these artificial gestational tanks on craft and have and some experiencers have have met them and so when you ask the ETs why they do this we hear that some of them do this and that they are collecting our genetic material in order to determine well one of the explanations who is going to survive the collapse of our ecosystem Others uh, will say that they are attempting to upgrade the human genome to uh, make us uh, less primitive than we are. And in our studies, we uh, discovered that the abductee group, particularly, 86% uh, become more spiritual, 65% um, psychic. 95% become uh, empaths, which is a, a psychic ability to feel another emotions or the health of another person's body as if it's in their own body. We're going to talk about these things in a moment with Kathleen, Jean, and Tim.
You're in. The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. No matter if supply lines are down, product deliveries are slow, and that most everything costs more these days. You still have neck and shoulder pain, right? Good news. Sunny Bay has new products that target neck and shoulder pain. Products that are in stock now, ready to ship anywhere now. Like our extra long neck heating pads. They provide soothing relief to painful sore necks and backs. You can heat them in a microwave oven and they come in a variety of colors and patterns. And for stress relief, get our lavender scented hands-free neck wraps. Or maybe you need one of our smaller lower back wraps. Great for seniors. Again, and there's no shipping delays from Sunny Bay. Find our new products on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, and sunny-bay.com. Just search for Sunny Bay Neck Wraps. All our products are great for men or women, are reusable, and easy to clean. Remember, just search for Sunny Bay Neck Wraps. Order now because stock is high and shipping is fast from Sunny Bay. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need 25000 50000 or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-721-2477. 800-721-2477. That's 800-721-2477. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. 
I'm about to give you a life-changing URL that if you will simply visit it and give these tax consultants a call, it will change your life. Whether you're a blue-collar worker or whether you're a school teacher or whether you're a scientist or whether you're a millionaire, almost no one out there is taking advantage of legal, lawful tax loopholes. Go to GCNTaxCut.com. It takes you right to American Tax Solutions, and they will give you an amazing preview of what they can do for you. GCNTaxCut.com. GCNTaxCut.com. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So when we talk about empaths, the first thing, of course, is a sci-fi connection. Counselor Troy on Star Trek The Next Generation, where she could feel things about other people, which was some kind of telepathic ability. Now, the question I have here, too, is... How much do cultural memes direct what people report? How can we separate what they think they saw from what might have happened? Well, I can tell you that um, the same thing is happening in different cultures with uh, people that I've talked to, researchers from Europe, for example, from uh, Korea, from, this is another one, oh, from South America. And I'll remember it in a moment. There was another one <laughs> that uh, I was going to, to mention. But these things seem to be happening to people around the world. And, and John Mack pointed that out when he was alive as well. So they seem to be happening. Oh, what, I know what I was going to say. We had a case in Iran where there was a woman who was having these little... Uh, almost like jellyfish with tendrils in the home environment. And we, I was trying to figure it out because I'd had reports of that in the United States as well. And what happened was this woman was extraordinarily ill and whatever this thing was healed her. And, and she is fine now. So healing is happening around the world as well. Do you have another question? I think that's all I have to say about that. Well, I think that um, one of the interesting things about this phenomenon, and and you broached on this a a little bit, is how many of these experiences come out – profoundly changed and I'm not just talking about maybe you know their eyes are open you know on how big the universe is uh, but uh, they suddenly develop an interest in higher mathematics or physics or things like that stuff that uh, or maybe you know developed uh, artistic abilities that they never had before you know it, it, it seems like that there is more than just a physical interaction taking place, that there are profound changes, not only on the physical level, but on a spiritual level, I suppose, you know, a quantum level, however you'd want to call it. Well, absolutely. And many experiencers talk about um, DNA activation that we do 
actually develop these abilities that we didn't have before. Travis Walton says that he became more intelligent. Betty and Barney Hill underwent changes as well. They uh, jumped headfirst into um, the civil rights movement, into working on community affairs, uh, all sorts of things to help people. Um, the the Allagash abduction. They were they were all artists, but uh, their the their art changed in significant ways and and um, became m- much more mathematically oriented. I have undergone changes, and most of these changes came uh, since I have been working with the Council of Eight, and particularly with Zark, the the gray in the Council of Eight. I'm more psychic than I've ever been. I'm an empath when I have a hypnosis client and um, I'm going to do quantum healing with them. Uh, Sometimes, if my consciousness can go into theirs or uh, their auric field, I can I experience the pain in their body. I don't remember how, having that ability before I worked with Kevin Briggs and the Council of Eight. Um, so there are, are major changes that I have undergone, and you know I've been taken to craft before, but um, it, it, most of the profound experiences have been through my work with the Council of Eight. I'm much more spiritual. I can communicate telepathically when I can get into the right frame of mind. And uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, I just think that it must be some kind of upgrade. Um, what the Council of Eight told us is that they are attempting to increase our level of spirituality. They said that our spiritual development is out of sync with our technological progress. And when this occurs, there uh, there is a danger and that uh, the we could destroy our planet. And they've seen it happen elsewhere, they say. And so they are attempting to bring about change and, and spiritual development on our planet. You know, when you bring up the issue of the misalignment between technological and spiritual development, that goes back decades. They've been saying that. Oh, yes. They've been giving the same messages for decades. Okay. The Council of Eight has expanded on that. But, you know, all the way back to 1954, and the messages that were given to uh, Admiral Knowles and and Wilbert Smith, uh, a lot of that material is the same. You know, just briefly, Wilbert Smith is someone whose name came up in early UFO investigation. Major Keogh mentioned him in his books. And then yes. that name has kind of disappeared. Who was Wilbert Smith? Wilbert Smith was a brilliant radio engineer for the Canadian government. He had several patents and he was the the guy that the Canadian government uh, appointed to their UFO desk. So, uh, in fact, I have a letter that he wrote to Admiral Knowles where he had gone to Washington, D.C., to the Canadian embassy, 
um, back in the early 50s, and uh, the Canadian embassy gave him information on UFOs that they had acquired uh, from uh, people in the U.S. government, information that was shared about uh, UFO visitation. So, um, in the letter, Wilbert Smith talks about that UFOs are real. You're probably aware of that; those famous statements by him. Uh, he acquired them from um, uh, at the Amer- from at the Canadian embassy, and went back. He talked to Saab Archer. He was one of them. It's all in Forbidden Knowledge. The whole history of all of this. I should also point out that uh, the late Tim Beckley uh, published, uh, republished a book by Wilbur Smith uh, called Project Magnet, The Lights in the Sky Are Not Stars, uh, Exposing Canada's Secret UFO History, and it is available on Amazon. We're going to talk more about Wilbur Smith and Project Magnet with Kathleen, Jean, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. President Biden has signed off on the most significant law addressing gun violence in three decades. The legislation was a compromise among a handful of Democratic and Republican senators in response to recent mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde, Texas. It provides billions for mental health services and school security initiatives. The Safer Communities Act also expands background checks for potential gun purchasers under 21, bars a larger group of domestic violence offenders from purchasing firearms, and funds programs to seize guns from those who are troubled. Pfizer says its tweak to its COVID-19 vaccine to better target the Omicron variant is effective and safe. The FDA is considering a recipe change for the vaccines by Moderna and Pfizer in hopes that a modified booster could better protect against an expected coronavirus surge this fall and winter. This is USA Radio News. President Biden had additional reaction to the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. My administration is going to focus on how they administer and whether or not they violate other laws, like deciding to not allow people to cross state lines to get public health services. He adds his administration will take steps to protect women's health. 
More than 100 protests against the high court's decision had been scheduled. A Friday night protest in the Midwest took a dangerous turn. Police in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, are investigating after a protest against the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade appeared to turn violent when a truck driver drove into demonstrators as they crossed a street during the demonstration. Video taken showed at least two women directly in front of the truck as it drove into them. One woman was hospitalized after her foot was run over. USA Radio's Ellie Andrews reporting from Los Angeles. Wall Street is now 2 for 12 in winning weeks. You're listening to USA Radio News. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at. No pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Project Magnet, Wilbert Smith. Kathleen Martin, tell us more. Uh, Project Magnet uh, was work that he did with funding from the Canadian government where he uh, set up a station uh, using uh, magnetic energy and all sorts of instruments, UFO finders. Uh, He had an observatory and uh, he was attempting to find uh, proof that UFOs were real. He was trying to call in craft and sometimes he did call in craft, um, but it was not made public. It's in the letters that he wrote to Admiral Knowles. This went on for a number of years, and then the Canadian government decided to withdraw funding, but he used his own funds to continue with this project. So I'm, I'm sure that that book he wrote would, it would be very interesting to read. I have not read that book. Maybe I'll purchase it. He was, he was quite an extraordinary man. How many years ago did he die? He died, I believe it was in 1961. Uh, he died before Betty and Barney were able to meet him. But they did know his wife, and his wife would go to the meetings with members of the Canadian military at Admiral Knowles' house and meet with Betty and Barney. He died on December 27, 1962, in case you're wondering. Okay. Right, which meant he was 52 years of age. Yes, he had cancer. But certainly, it's one reason why whatever he did is long ago forgotten. 
It, it was his wife that was responsible for um, getting his uh, his for getting his paperwork uh, uh, released after he passed away. Uh, yes, the, to his archival collection. I think there was a man who was involved in that too. I remember years ago having access to some of the records in that archival collection when I was doing first doing my research back in oh gosh two thousand and. 2007, something like that. Um, so, um, Merle is what Betty called her. Betty and Barney liked her. They went to uh, up to Ontario to and visited her up there um, in Ottawa. And uh, she, Betty spoke very highly of her. She worked for the Canadian government. She was sort of the social secretary, Betty said. But now Wilbert, yeah, like a lot of investigators, uh, you know, claimed that uh, after a certain amount of time that uh, he was also contacted by uh, uh, extraterrestrials. Uh, and, and Kathleen, I mean, considering your own circumstances, I mean, do you think that this is something that uh, that happens to a lot of people who are interested in the subject? You talked about the guy who uh, really wanted to have an abduction experience, which I wouldn't encourage anybody uh, to attempt <laughs> to do. I agree with you 100%, Tim. Uh, I yeah, am not yeah. interested at all in ever meeting E.T. that way. I mean, if something was done in a less invasive, less, <laughs> as I say, psychologically disturbing fashion, I'd go for it, but not that, no. <laughs> you know, but but a lot of people who who are you know you know have, have been involved in the subject for for a number of years, you know, it it seems like the uh, the phenomenon gets attracted to them. Well, absolutely. If you are uh, someone who investigates uh, UFO abductions and contact, uh, you could very well uh, have an experience yourself. I was taken by Denise Stoner's entities um, back in 2013. Uh, I'd never been in that environment before. I'd never been with those tall entities and there was a little one that uh, when I they dropped me on this table and injured me I was face to face with this little gray just eye to, eyeball to eyeball and uh, I got a very close look at his eyes of his face he I don't think he was a sentient being I think that he was biorobotic because his eyes were kind of squared off on the inside and the outside, and they were framed with sort of silver, and the eyes were black. He did have a facial expression. It was a little tiny turned-up mouth, um, and so I did see the mouth move in a facial expression. Uh, he had apparently made a mistake when, when he dropped me on the table and injured me. So that was pretty startling, and uh, they were Denise Stoners. There was another time, I wrote about it, all of this in detail, in Forbidden Knowledge. Another time that I was at a conference, a UFO conference, and uh, I was working with an experiencer who had come to that conference because she wanted to speak with me, and 
uh, all I know is that there was a group abduction. Hmm. One of the men involved came to me. He was a field investigator. The next day, white as a sheet, cold sweats, and he had uh, a new mark, like a puncture wound on the back of his leg, uh, the lower part of the leg. And uh, there was bruise, bruising around it. I said to him, go find somebody who brought their um, uh, infrared, not their infrared, their UV light with them and see if that fluoresces. And it did. Uh, Craig Lang had the light and, and it did fluoresce. That man was healed by what happened to him. The woman involved who had come at the, to the conference to see me uh, said that a group of us were taken onto the craft. The only thing I remembered is waking up when in the middle of the night when I bounced on my bed. And I opened my eyes, I looked ahead, and I saw uh, this blue light. And it was kind of a deep blue. It wasn't a light blue or a white. It, but it, it seemed to have intelligence. There was movement in it. And it just slowly became smaller and smaller and then just faded. And then I could no longer feel that intelligence that was involved in it. And it was uh, really an incredible feeling. The, the woman told me that I, that I was on the craft. She remembered seeing me there. And she named some other MUFON members that I'm not going to name. But uh, I, I even underwent hypnosis, and I, I couldn't remember being on the craft. And I told the woman that, and she said, well, you are out of it. So <laughs> I guess I remained asleep. Well, I tell you what, people say I've been out of it for many years. <laughs> so, of course, I wouldn't want to even get too close to that. I'm just so concerned about all this because we don't understand what's going on. And the actual evidence is mostly anecdotal. People remember something happening, or maybe they think they have an implant, but has any implant turned up where we look at it and say, this is proof of alien technology, ironclad, no way to disprove it. Well, Dr. Roger Lear had collected one that, um, uh, I'm trying to think, it's... Um, it broadcast into deep space, and uh, it, it was partly made from meteoric material. All right, let me just dissect this. Broadcast into deep space. Sounds like a subspace radio. We got more with <laughs> Kathleen, Jean, and Tim. Not trying to be funny here, just trying to understand. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. 
With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Here's a question for you. Why is it that some people aren't as stressed out about the future as you'd think they'd be? Answer? They're probably among the millions of Americans who have prepared themselves with emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. If the worst ever happens, literally millions of American families are already protected from dealing with empty store shelves. Is yours? If not, go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now and grab some emergency food kits, at least one for each member of your family. These kits give you a wide variety of delicious meals that average over 2,000 calories per day. Everything stays fresh for up to 25 years in storage. Order your kits now by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your order will ship fast and arrive discreetly in unmarked boxes. Listen, this is something you need to jump on now, before the next news headline stuns the world. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Do you experience fatigue when you know you should have energy? One reason fatigue can occur is due to a lack of antioxidants in the body. This deficiency happens the older we get or due to eating an unhealthy diet or even due to exercise. Your body's number one antioxidant is glutathione. When your cells are depleted of glutathione, you will be fatigued, inflamed, possibly depressed, and may also feel pain. Empirical results indicate that consuming green metal whey protein powder is the most effective means of increasing glutathione production. Green metal whey supplies nature's richest source of the precursor to making glutathione within the trillions of cells of your body. This protein strongly supports the cell's ability to make glutathione. Add to this that Green Metal Way also supports immunity, energy, lean muscle development, fat loss, and has anti-cancer properties, and you have nature's most complete and strongest superfood. To order, go to bestwayprotein.net that's B-E-S-T W-H-E-Y protein.net or call 888-988-3325 that's 888-988-3325 Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com, or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard 
We should mention here that Kathleen Martin will be hanging around for our premium show after the Paracast, available exclusively to Paracast Plus listeners. But right now we're kind of trying to focus on issues at hand with abductions. I kind of interrupted you in the middle of something in our last segment. Would you like to progress? Oh, absolutely. I was talking about implants, and although I'm, I don't specialize in implants, I have several x-rays of, of people's heads that show something that they believe is an implant. Now, I don't have any medical doctors that I can refer them to, but I do have a retired medical doctor who was my assistant director on MUFON's ERT, and he is now the director. His name is Dr. George Medich. He's a retired orthopedic surgeon and a former Major League Baseball player, too. George is very interested in implants, particularly that uh, they connect to nerve endings. They appear to have intelligence. They're coated with a, some kind of a substance so that the body will not reject them. When Dr. Lear, for example, or a surgeon attempts to remove these from the body, sometimes they show their intelligence by moving away from the scalpel, trying to run away, to, for example, move up the arm. And I have seen people who have reported to me that they had a new implant inserted and was actually able to palpate this and to watch it as it moved up an extremity. Denise Stoner was one of them. She was going to go have an x-ray, but it moved up her arm and disappeared before she could. I wanted to drop this in here purely as... A devil's advocate note from the Wikipedia entry. According to skeptical investigator Joe Nickel, the implants Dr. Lear claimed to have discovered were most likely ordinary objects, such as shards of glass or fragments of metal that become lodged in arms, hands, legs, and feet due to accidental falls or barefoot walking. When asked to provide a forensic medical institute with specimens or photos for analysis, Lear's associate Daryl Sims refused. Daryl Sims and Roger Lear parted ways. And Roger Lear did send these samples to various laboratories and did not tell them where they came from. And they did evaluate them scientifically. And reports were written. Yes, some of them were shards of glass. Of course, they're not all going to be implants. They're not all going to be uh, technology beyond our own technology. But some of them are. And I consider Joe Nickel to be not a skeptic, but a disinformant because he goes beyond skepticism to explain everything away. And you simply cannot, if you have the honesty, to look at the factual material, the evidence. Yeah, one of the odd things about the implants is that, like Gene said, 
oftentimes when they are given a close uh, scrutiny, they're found to be of terrestrial material, but like you said, Kathleen, they're surrounded by some kind of biological material that seems to prevent rejection from the body. A lot of them have been found attached to uh, the, the nervous system and located in parts of a person's body where even if you did fall down and, and get it into your skin somehow, it would be very, very difficult. But that's one of the odd things about the implants is that despite the fact that they are strange in nature, located in weird parts of the body, they seem to be of terrestrial origin. Well, perhaps they are of, some of them have crystalline structure of rare earth metals. Some, though, are not of this earth. They have some components. And and the only way I can possibly explain that is that there are different species, different races of ETs who are coming here. Uh, Take Terry Lovelace, for example. Uh, He had an implant removed from his leg. Uh, Do you know who Terry Lovelace is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm familiar with the name. He uh, was in the military when he was taken. He believes he was a lifelong experiencer. He became the attorney general, I think, of American Samoa. He's the lawyer. He was the assistant attorney general for the state of Vermont. So this is a credible guy. It wasn't a little tiny dot like you think of an implant, and I had always thought of an implant. This is kind of large, and it's shaped almost like a flower. It was removed from his leg, but he's been taken by these mantis types. These mantis types are a little clumsy. They have very large hands. And I've talked to people about how they grasp these implements, and they use large implements in order to grasp them. Their hands split in the middle, and they have these opposable, almost like fingers. It was larger, so... You have to open your mind to the idea that some of these entities use tiny, tiny implants. Some of them use implants that are not detectable in the human body. That's just theoretical. That's from Daryl Sims. Also, some of them use large implants. So I myself was amazed because when I saw Terry's implants, I thought, oh, Not before I had met Terry and knew anything about him. I thought, oh, these entities have technology beyond that. That that can't possibly be an implant. And then I find out who put it there and how Terry's uh, abduction experiences occurred. And now I've opened my mind enough But I'm skeptical. I'm always skeptical in the beginning. I think that it's good to be an open-minded skeptic. You don't want to be someone who just uh, believes everything. We're going to have to wrap up our main show, Kathleen. So maybe in the next minute, kind of sum things up and tell our listeners where they can find more of your information. And we'll continue this discussion, especially the possible implants in our premium show. Go ahead, please. 
Yes, if you would like to contact me, just go to Kathleen-Marden.com. That's my website uh, to give me a question for Kevin Briggs for the Council of Eight. And also, uh, you'll be able to read where I'm going to be speaking. This year, I have uh, four more conferences coming up in the United States. And uh, you can purchase autographed copies of my books there as well. Sounds like you're going to have a busy, going to have a busy time of it. By the way, you can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. You can also check out the Paracast on Facebook, where we have a group and a fan club. Believe it or not, but they don't let us post the URL there. And I think Tim Swartz has the same problem with ConspiracyJournal.com. We've never figured that out. If anyone has any connections with Facebook, please, please, please work with us on that. We also offer branded merchandise, such as T-shirts and throw pillows and mugs and caps and all that good stuff. Several different logos at theparacast.shop. Write that down, theparacast.shop. And we offer good prices, good service. Check it out. Also check out our premium show, The Paracast Plus. And the place to find that is theparacast.shop. Plus, the Paracast.plus. And that's a quick sign-up technique. It takes just a few minutes to sign up. We offer this show free of the network ads. We also offer the After the Paracast podcast, where we have extended discussions, things we couldn't finish on the regular episodes, such as our talk with Kathleen Martin about abductions and implants and stuff like that coming up. So check it out. We also have this special deal. Use the coupon code UFO20, that's UFO20, and get a 20% discount for five-year and lifetime subscriptions of the Paracast. Plus. Kathleen Martin, glad to have you back. Thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Well, great to be with you again. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.